whatever people said did not move me whether you are a pastor or a very anointed person i didn't care i was like whatever you say is not gonna move me because i know that i know the truth i know what is written in the bible i know what god wants but i want him to tell me hi how are you i hope you are doing great i am the lady m and this is refined talk podcast a space that cultivates purpose authenticity and refinement time here you are welcome to listen and to come back again and listen thank you for tuning in um as you saw by the title of this episode refined a new era of me this is my testimony I've been wanting to share this for quite some time but I decided to share it today because it's my birthday so I want to look back oh wow on the 23 years of my life that is awesome that is so great um, yeah i've been i prayed about this a lot and i'm just yeah i feel very vulnerable just thinking about what i will be talking about right now and i really hope and pray that it does its work i really hope and pray that God uses it to do what it's here for, right? Okay, before we get into it, I just want to share today's scripture of the show, hashtag swords. Um, this one, I think it's everyone's favorite verse, you know, at some point in your life. You have loved the scripture so much and for me it's more than just a favorite scripture really it's i believe it's what kept me for so long it's what brought me where i am today so let's get into it so today's scripture of the show comes from the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 and I'm gonna read it in two translations 
the Amplified and the Passion Translation. So, in Amplified, it says, I can do all things. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. That is the Amplified Translation. And the Passion Translation says, I'm going to start from verse 12 and it says, I know what it means to lack and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance for I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things whether in fullness or in hunger and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Hmm. That's the Passion Translation. And let's let's get into today's episode. I get into the actual story I just want um, to share why I titled it refined so this one time actually about a year ago <laughs> a youth service I remember we were asked if we were to write a book about our lives what would the title be and i said refined <laughs> my book would be titled refined and i've been thinking about it about this ever since um the word refined actually comes from my reading of the book of esther you know, I think about, I talked about this in the first episode, actually, I did, about life's refining moments. Yeah, it comes from that. So, that's why I would title my book Refined. Because, to me, the word describes so many moments in my life that have put me at my lowest but created and prepared me for the highest version of me and not for me but for the purposes of God you know for the purpose of God's kingdom of advancing his kingdom I don't disregard these moments they were painful yes but I'm so grateful that I went through those because I wouldn't be where I am had it not been of those moments I wouldn't have the wisdom that I have 
I wouldn't seek God the way that I do. I wouldn't rely on him so much. See, it's moments that made me realize that truly I can do nothing without him. I can do nothing without God. So my story is really just about these refining moments. My testimony is about these refining moments where God was making a way for his glory, where God was making a way for himself, you know, for him to be glorified in my life. listening up to this point i appreciate you sticking with me before i continue i have a special message from my sponsor today's episode is brought to you by notion the all-in-one productivity app that will transform the way you work and live with notion you can create beautiful customizable pages that can be tailored to fit your unique needs i'm talking to-do lists project management boards to note-taking, and even journaling. Notion has it all. And the best part, it's intuitive and easy to use. You don't need to be a tech genius to navigate this app. Get yours by clicking on the link in the description. My story starts at the age of eight. (laughs) I feel like this is where it starts because these are the moments i can recall vividly you know so i'm gonna start there at the age of eight and probably a few years before that but this is the departure right now so at the age of eight i did not know christ i mean i knew god existed but it's just you know, it was just something that you know that okay, there is a God out there, but whatever, you know, it was that. So, at the age of eight, I lost my biological mom. Yeah, that's where my story starts. And my father was always on the run. So, I'm not really gonna talk, dwell much on that because I'm not comfortable yet so i'm just gonna start with losing my mom she was sick she went to the hospital and that was it so following this time mind you i was eight i had just started grade three i think was it yes third grade and i was i did not understand back then you know what it meant to i didn't understand death you know in its entirety really i did not understand it i just the way i was told as well i thought maybe there was something on the other side right so i remember coming back from school first day in the third grade and i see so many cars outside i'm like what is going on (laughs) you see what is going on and then i go in the house i find people cleaning i'm like oh spring cleaning like what is what is up but so many people 
and then my aunt calls me to the side and then she goes your mom went to sleep and i'm like oh okay that's all and then i went to change cool so on my way there i remember i went to my mom's bedroom and i'm like i'm expecting someone who's sleeping you know i mean that's how i that's how clueless i was i went to her bedroom and i saw not really saw but like i checked if she was sleeping in there and then i didn't see her but i'm i'm asking myself okay that's odd because this person just said my mom went to sleep cool i get over that the funeral takes place i still have no idea what's going on and yeah i just i get over it i don't really mourn or anything yeah i, I wouldn't really say i mourned her, her death back then but yeah life goes on go back to school i stay with my grandma now and this is when the enemy really oh man this is when the enemy takes you know, he takes the opportunity to do whatever he wants remember this guy is not he doesn't play fair he doesn't care if you're eight years he doesn't care if you know god as long as he sees you know whatever it is that god has for you or whatever it is that you know the, your potential really he just comes in and does whatever he wants to do so yeah he took advantage of that and mind you my grandma was working and i, I was al almost alone like all the time throughout the week i'm alone after church i mean after school <laughs> after school i go home i'm alone so someone really close used to come into our yard like work you know do stuff like fix things do the garden all of that and this person took an advantage you know exposed me to so much sexual perversion and yeah so all of these things happened from the time i was eight <clears throat> to when i i'm not even sure when this ended but it took quite a while really it took quite a while for these things to end so this guy would have his way you know with me because i didn't know what was going on but whatever he was doing to me to my body the way he touched me the way he did you know he just did things i don't know if i'm even allowed to say this but you know to say some of them in their explicit terms here but so i'm gonna try to be as pg as possible and by the way trigger warning if 
yeah just trigger warning please don't listen to this if you have experienced sexual assault if you have you know battled with mental illness if you've battled with self-harm if you have you know yeah those things just trigger warning <sighs> okay back to the story this guy is my grandma trusts him so much that sometimes she left him with the key to the house right and i'm there i'm a girl this guy is pretty old pretty old i mean he's he's in high school at the time i, I, I think he was in high school i just can't remember but yes opens me up to sexual perversion and corn so that's just how i got plunged into the enemy's playground okay so yeah after that not even after that during these events that's when i turned to books i went to the library a lot because I knew what would happen if I went home straight after school. So I took it upon myself to at least try to protect myself by going to the library. You know, I turned to books. I started reading a lot. Like people don't understand when I say books saved me. They have no idea what I mean. But I turned to books and I started reading a lot of stories. I started writing my own stories. That was age eight, nine, ten, up until now, really. So I started reading books because I felt like, oh my gosh, these are a great escape. You know, the books were my great escape. Well, right now I've healed from that, but they're still my great escape, really. But not from, you know, from what I wanted to escape from back then. So books became an escape for me. And as I read, obviously the enemy takes advantage of everything, right? So now I discover Wetpad. I'm pretty sure every girl who reads knows Wetpad. Even guys. I'm just not sure. I've never met a guy who said they had wet pad or whatever but i'm pretty sure there are guys out there anyways i discover wet pad i start reading what was written on wet pad and oh my word i discovered so many things oh sexual sin high end it just took a hike because what i read there because i loved reading romance so i would add any book as long as it's romance i would add it on my wordpad library and these books they just planted seeds of sexual sin in my life they just planted seeds of perversion really i had no idea at the time i was just enjoying reading and then now i got i was a bit older probably grade six five i'm not sure that's when I realized that, man, I actually don't have a mom, <laughs> okay? 
that is funny now because really I, I had no idea I'm starting to grieve my mom's passing and the pain was just so great oh my word it was I would cry every day just thinking it's like I was told yesterday that she's gone but it has been a few years and that's when it hits me that my lady you are on your own okay you are on your own now I turn to self-harm I used to cut a lot okay not a lot but I used to cut because I just didn't want to feel the pain I didn't want to feel this emotional thing I that's why I, I at some point I shut down my emotions because I was like I don't want to feel I don't like feelings I don't like emotions because what's the point okay so I turned to self-harm so I can feel physical pain instead of emotional pain because it was so unbearable yeah that's how everything just took a turn now that I was dealing with sexual sin and self-harm I didn't know my way out and then through remember I was exposed to corn back then when I was eight now I turn back to it I'm I'm here just like okay I don't know this is the only thing I know this is what I know this is what I was exposed to as much as it didn't feel as pleasurable back then now I doing it in my own will I felt like you know it brought me more pleasure because this is the choice I get to make back then it was not a choice it was forced on me right it was forced and I turned to it self-pleasure sexual self-pleasure rather I turned to that I watch all of these things on the internet mm. I watch them they mess my mind up and then now I have run out of things to read because I'm like I've read every single thing I, I've, I've read I've read so much about it that it doesn't even please me anymore I, I don't feel anything right I don't feel anything then I start reading non-fiction you know I turn to non-fiction so as I I still go to the library mind you I'm probably ending primary school grade six grade seven going into grade eight I start reading non-fiction I come upon some Christian books right I come across those and i read obviously i read I'm like oh okay that is interesting you know reading christian content was really more about huh nice i liked history i liked history a lot so you can imagine i read it as a myth as a fictional thing so it wasn't really it didn't really do much but I feel like it did because it planted a seed. It really did plant a seed. So now I'm like, okay, I'm done reading all these things. Let me read the Bible. There was a Bible in my house. I think my grandma received a Bible as a gift at some point and she never used it. So I'm like, oh, let me find this and read it. 
I start reading it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Mind you, I started from Genesis. Because I didn't know where to start. I started from Genesis. And I'm like, oh, let's do this. Let's read. Now I'm reading the Bible. And then I see, I'm like, oh my word. I'm not cut out for this. This life. Oh, I'm not cut out for this living a Christian life. I condemn myself so much. You see, when the enemy wants you, he wants you. So I condemn myself. I couldn't bear the guilt that I felt. Because now I was getting convicted. But also I condemned myself. Because I'm like, yo, what is going on? I cannot read this. It's, it's too much you know it's judging me you know how you know how we are it's judging me and then the guilt was so bad that i wanted to die like i genuinely wanted to die I'm like i'm not I, I don't fit this lifestyle i've been searching so many things i've been trying to find myself in so many things but I just couldn't so i resorted to reading the bible and thought i would find something different something new but this something new felt so much it felt so hard because i did not see myself living up to that to the standard that was in the bible so i wanted to die i wanted to die so bad i have i, I thought of ways to end my life really i really thought of ways mind you this is early high school eh? i mean i always went to church but it felt more like a chore and not a relationship so it just it was hard it was hard really and then during this time remember i'm still writing i'm still reading so i wrote a lot i wrote so much that I started looking for a publisher to help me publish my first book. I actually still have that written down. I wrote a full-blown novel that I wanted to publish. Then I met this lady. She is a self-publisher. Like, she owned a self-publishing company. So... She came to our school at some point and I met up with her, talked to her. She was like, oh, actually, I just published my first book. So check that out, you know, check that out and see if you like how we are, how we do, how we do the whole publishing business. Right. So I get her book. It was a Christian book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure I've told her this before. So, what's the title of the book? It's The Love of the Father. I still have it, actually. I bought it for other people as well. It's The Love of the Father. It's just the basic things. Like, it talks about the love of God for me, the love of God for his children, the love of God, you know, and how he forgives sin and all of that. So, this book i read it okay i read it the first time it's really short by the way 
I read it the first time and okay, I liked it. Then I read it the second time. This time around, I read it with so much more understanding. And it had this prayer. I don't know if it was on the first page or the last page. I can't remember. It had the salvation prayer. And at the time I decided, I'm like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the new life that I've been looking for. So I do the salvation prayer. I become born again. And now I am, I, I try to build a relationship. Actually, I didn't start building my relationship with God at that time, but it was getting there. You know, now that I converted, it was time to build a relationship. Mind you, I, I was looking for a publisher. I was looking for a way out. And then I found Christ. I looked for a publisher, but I found Christ. But you, you're probably thinking now it gets better. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get better. Uh, it doesn't get better. As much as now I was born again, I wasn't discipled by anyone at the time. The church I attended emphasized church culture, church culture more than they did the word of God, the practices, you know, in the word of God. Because I know I would read my Bible and then I'm thinking, but we don't do these things at church. I loved reading the book of Acts. I loved reading the gospel so much. So now I'm reading, you know, all of these, you know, Paul's letters to the churches. I'm reading what the Holy Spirit did. I'm reading what these people did. And I'm like, I have never seen any of this. Then I started praying, like, God, take me to a place where I can see these things. Actually, before that, to the I, I asked I was a very curious child I'm so curious so I asked questions a lot I asked questions a lot so I would go to church and ask my pastor it wasn't really a pastor they were called fathers I don't know yeah they still exist I go to this man and I'm like why don't we do why don't why don't i see these things happening in church today you know uh, i point him to the book of corinthians and i'm like all these things the gifts of the holy spirit i have never seen any of them being practiced in our church what is going on what is that all about you know i wanna know what tongues sound like I want to know what it's like to heal. You know, I want to know what it's like to walk in the spirit, really, to do all these things, to practice the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then this man looked at me and he said, you know, those things were done in the times of Paul. We don't do that anymore. And I'm like, oh, then what is the point of us being born again, of us being, you know, being called Christians, what is the point of Christianity if we are not going to do these things, yet they are still needed today? He couldn't answer me. He couldn't answer me. He just, you know, he just didn't answer. 
I can't remember what he said, but he did not answer the question. Then I started searching. I was like, no, this is not it. This is not my place. This is not my home, okay? So I read books. I went back to the books that I've been reading and taught myself about God. I remember at some point I wanted I, I started attending events and one of the events I attended, the very first event I attended was a girls talk event. What's the organization? By the Victoria's Girls Foundation. Yes, Victoria's Girls Foundation. I attended one of the, the very first girls talk girl talk event. And there I met people who actually practiced like when they prayed, I was like, oh, that's what tongues sound like. I had no idea. They said these things are not practiced anymore. So what is going on? And then during this event, I met this woman who I now call my mother because she really is. She is my mother. I love her so much. She invited me to her church. She invited me to her home. She opened her home for me. And I learned so much. That's when I eventually decided to switch churches completely. You know, I really got to understand Christianity. I really got to understand what it meant to have a relationship with God. So now I am in all these things, you know, during all of these things, I'm in my teenage years. Hormones are going crazy. I'm still struggling with the sexual seeds that were planted when I was eight. I'm struggling with so much, you know, and on the other hand, my friends are dating. I want to date, but I just can't. Well, I did date, but it just didn't feel right. Like I said, the enemy takes opportunity of everything that happens in a person's life. I dated boys, but it was never that serious. You know, it was never something. I, did, I never saw myself marrying any of them. Then, because, and that's, it's, it's not because I was young, but because I did not like them. I did not, I hated men. I hated the male species. I hated anything that had to do with men because of what was planted when I was young, because of what my father didn't do, really. So I hated men so much. I didn't even want, I didn't want anything to do with them. I didn't even want to date them. So I turned to girls and it felt so safe. It felt so gentle. Women were like a safe space for me. Women were everything. And that is when everything took a downward spiral. Like if, if you thought I was done, I was over sexual sin, I was over sexual perversion, I was over sexual self-pleasure, I was over all of that. I was not, my love, I was not. Now that I turn to women, I remember the first girl I dated, I was in grade 8. 
this person yeah the enemy uses so much oh my word thinking about it i i don't know there's just so much that happened but anyways this girl she taught me so many things about girl like same-sex relationships she have you ever been groomed it was like grooming you know she groomed me for this she groomed me recruited me into this community i joined it and i was actually i was hiding myself from towards the end of primary school to high school all throughout high school i still dated boys i still dated boys but i know that i liked women i know that boys were just there you know it wasn't really that deep but women oh my word that's why and i knew it was sin mind you i'm born again i am reading the word i am sharing the word like nothing girl I'm, I'm out here at some point i was called a pastor at school because i was i i really loved the word of god but then there was this sin you know there was this sin that kept knocking on my door in my sleep it was there and i didn't want to let it go i did not want to let it go i was like women are the hell you know I know all other things are sins. I don't practice those. I have never slept with a boy. See, these are my reasons. I never slept with a boy. I've never stolen. I've never killed. I've never done all of these other things. So it can't be that bad. You see, that's what I told myself. I said, it's, it's, it cannot be that bad. Mind you, I was... Oh my word, the enemy is such a deceiver. I'm thinking my sin is not that bad. I'm, I'm just loving. I, I would justify it by saying, Oh well, I am loving someone else. And the word of God says we should love one another. So I'm loving. It's, it's, there's, no, there's nothing wrong there. There's nothing wrong with loving. Whether it's a girl or a boy, I am loving. I'm spreading love. That was my reasoning. Oh, Jesus. I, that's what I say. Whenever people ask me, is homosexuality a sin? Is same-sex attraction a sin? I'm like, you are loving. You are loving. So I don't see anything wrong with that. That's a Christian talking. And I feel like that's way the church gets it wrong but i will talk about that not now so now um i keep loving women i keep dating them secretly at some point i remember this in metric it came out a little because then i couldn't hide it anymore i i couldn't hide it so I, I was sneaking around with this other girl in my school at the time we were sneaking around because I knew she dated someone else. I knew, but I still went ahead and sneaked around with her. It felt good. It felt sweet. You know when they say sin is sweet? Oh, 
sin is sweet until you get sick of it right so i sneak around with her all is good i'm still dating boys i date them for fun you know just to cover my tracks because i didn't want to be condemned yet i was still condemning myself for all the other things that i was still practicing at the time so i didn't really repent of some of them i didn't repent of so many things yet i saw i was still there being a christian known as a christian hmm. Hmm. so now i finish high school i go to varsity uni yo you know when they said downfall <laughs> that's when things took a turn for the worst things took a turn for the worst and i allowed them I remember at some point, uh, at this point I've dated a few women, I've dated a few girls and there was this one in particular, oh my god, I loved that girl, I loved that girl so much, I mean I'm, I'm made in the image of God, love is something that comes with ease, so I loved her unconditionally if that's the right way to say it i loved her so much i wanted to marry her but at the same time i was struggling with my identity i was struggling so much with my identity that i wanted to transition at some point i'm like i don't feel comfortable in my own body i feel like i'm in the wrong body i feel like i don't belong in this body i'm actually meant to be a man mind you i hated men yet i wanted to be one my reasoning was listen my reasoning was i want to show them how to be real men because they cannot be real men so i wanted to show them how to be men i wanted to show my father how to be a father i wanted to prove a point that's why it became so uncomfortable to walk around in skirts to walk around in feminine clothes it, it felt hmm i just remembered something it, it felt so wrong to practice things that women practice that's why i wanted to transition i wanted to undergo a bottom surgery where they take out your ovaries and try to create sort of manhood for you because you are a woman you cannot do that so that's what i wanted to do i did my research thoroughly i was so ready to go down that path i was so ready i remember i think this is a seed that was planted a long time ago now i just remember that in primary school <laughs> my word this guy thinks he's slick in primary school i wouldn't want to pee standing up like i i hated it I would pee standing up thinking that i'm a boy now at this point i didn't understand but i liked it so it was a seed it's every little thing every little door that you open the enemy takes advantage so that's exactly what he did he took advantage and then now many years later i am here i want to transition 
I even changed my pronouns at some point. I'm like, don't call me these feminine pronouns. Like, she, her. I started identifying as they, them, non-binary. And then next thing I know, I'm like, I'm a trans man. Eh. People were shocked. My lady, what is going on? At this point, I had all the freedom. I, I called the shots in my life. Because for so long, I... I I allowed other people to call the shots in my life. You know, I allowed so many things to happen to me. And I was tired of that. I was like, I am so done. I am calling the shots. I am transitioning. I want to become a man. I was going to change my name. I bought a ring to propose to this girl that I was dating at the time. Like, I even told her about it later, like, probably a year or two i can't remember but i told her but like i wanted to propose i wanted to transition just so i can marry you and make you my wife i loved control so much as much as i was christian i loved control i wanted to be the head everywhere i went i wanted to be the head i wanted to be the provider i wanted to be you know someone who is not controlled by anyone i pursued that that was my life's mission at the time to be a man to transition oh my word now that i think about it oh my goodness now during the same time, when I started doing other things, you know, yeah, in varsity, the pressure, oh my word, the pressure is at its highest. Now I want to stop drinking. I want to start smoking. I tried these things like two, three times and I was done. I was like, that's, that's not for me. But I'm, I'm going to stick with my sexuality. I was so proud. Oh my word. You know, things that are not of God, they happen so quickly. And I saw that something was wrong. I saw that something was really off and it needed intervention, divine intervention. Listen, when I was doing all of this, when I was proudly gay, proudly trans, you know, proudly confused, I'm going to put it like that, plainly like that, really. I don't want to filter anything. I don't want to filter anything. I I had social media. I've always loved social media. I would post myself and get so many likes and comments and the validation I felt. Sin validates sin. And I I I found so much joy, so much comfort, so much security in this community. It was crazy thinking about it that oh my word so many people supported this thing others even knew that it's a sin yet they were like oh okay you look nice you look beautiful i, I felt so validated mind you i've always loved affirmation i've always wanted yearned to be affirmed and that is that is exactly what this community gave me gave me the affirmation i needed it gave me 
everything I needed really. I wanted the popularity, you know, that social media came with. And it was coming so quickly. These things happened so quickly that I settled right there. I mean, I was still Christian, so in my head, I'm like, I'm a Christian, so even if I die today, I'm gonna go to heaven. That's what I told myself. Wow. Yeah. So people would come and be like, now lady, you know this is a sin, right? I'm like, yeah, but I'm waiting for God to come tell me in my face that this is a sin. That's what I wanted. I wanted God to tell me in my face. So whatever you say is not going to move me. Whatever people said did not move me. Whether you are a pastor or a very anointed person, I didn't care. I was like, whatever you say is not going to move me because I know that. I know the truth. I know what is written in the Bible. I know what God wants, but I want him to tell me. Before we continue, I have a special word from our sponsor. If there's one thing that one desires most in life, it's control and it's almost impossible to have that when you're juggling a career, parenting, and everything else in between. But not with GrabEat. GrabEat offers you the control of what goes into your body with their range of healthy smoothies at an affordable price. From the powerhouse flavor to the greens, the smooth oat, and my personal favorite, Berry Bliss. If that's not enough, Grabit is at your rescue. Grabit offers you a personal trainer at your most convenient time. Listen, you get to choose if you do it in person or virtually. If that's not control, I don't know what is. Grab it or grab it. I prefer both. Find the link to their page in the description below. you know what god did exactly that god did that mind you i am like as much as i did all of these things i was still sensitive you know to the spirit i was still sensitive to every single thing that was happening so god started speaking God started speaking so much that, you know, his voice became too loud for me to run. Because I would always hear, or rather dream, of him, you know, telling me that this is sin. You know, telling me that this is going to kill you. This is, you're going to die from this. So I, I didn't, it didn't move me until... The call was so loud, it was it was hard to ignore. It was so hard to ignore. Like he would show me visual things, you know, that would happen. If I did not repent, if I did not turn to him. It was so bad, it was something else. To a point where this one time, I was still thinking about this girl that I wanted to marry. So during this time, I remember I was laying on my bed and I was thinking of, I was thinking about her and 
what I'm going to do, just planning the whole thing in my head. And God audibly said, is it worth it? That took me, that shocked me because I had never heard God speak so audibly before. You know, <laughs> is she worth it? I kept quiet and I knew it was God. Somehow I knew it was God because who else would ask me that? I knew that God was coming for me, okay? And I kept quiet. I started thinking about it. Is, is it worth it? Is this life worth losing? Is this is life in Christ worth losing for this? For this lifestyle that I was living? I started thinking about that. I started reading my Bible again. I started praying again. I started everything, really. Whatever you can think of, I did it. I prayed, I fasted, I turned to my mentors. Mind you, I still had mentors. But I didn't, I wasn't really transparent with them until then. That's when really I turned to God completely. I broke up with this girl. I got back together with her and then I broke up with her again. But this time it was for, it was real, you know. It was so real that all I wanted was God at the time. It was Jesus. That's all I wanted. I wanted so much healing. I wanted so much healing. But, and I knew that as much as she made me feel all these things, as much as she made me feel safe, as much as she made me feel, she made, he gave me control. Because I know I was, what do you, how do you put this? I was leading the relationship. As much as I had all these things, as much as I had so many followers on Instagram and TikTok, as much as I had this community of people who actually love me, I needed to choose. You know, it was an ultimatum. I had to choose between this life and Jesus. And I knew which one was right. I knew nobody, nobody had to repeat it to me. Because I wasn't going to listen anyways. That's when I turned to God completely. Like, I turned to him so much that I became a stranger to the people I knew. I became a stranger to the community that I loved so much, that I relied on for support, for love, for safety so much. I had to turn. I had to choose God intentionally. I had to allow him to take the wheel to take over my life to pull me out of this lifestyle and it was so hard it was so hard because now i had to address things that happened that happened when i was young why do i hate men so much 
I had to address that. I didn't want to be touched by men because I didn't like them. I had to pray to God to teach me how to love men. Oh my word. I had to humble myself. That's the right word. I had to humble myself. I had to stop relying on my own mind because I know I relied on my own mind so much because I knew I I, I was a smart kid. I was a, and I know I am smart. I know I'm intelligent, but my intelligence and my wisdom was so insufficient that I had to go back to God. I knew I had to go back to God. So, oh, this shouldn't make me cry. Oh my word. That's when God taught me. God really taught me about himself. He taught me of myself. He healed me from all the sexual abuse. He healed me from all the betrayal. He healed me from all the things that I yearned for, you know, from everything really. That's when God healed me, when I surrendered all to him. Because I had to give him control in order for me to, in order for him to heal me. God is not a forceful God. He is not going to force himself. He wasn't going to force himself on me. I had to choose. To I had to allow him to take, to take over my life. To take over all that I am. So, it was something else. It was really... It was hard. It was so difficult to even pray. Because I was like, God, I don't know. I felt like my whole life was gone because other things were unfamiliar. You know, other things were so unfamiliar to me that I had to ask God to teach me how to be those things, how to do those things. I had to pray to ask God to teach me how to be a woman, how to speak like a woman, how to dress like a woman, how to be a woman. Because I had adopted the culture of this world. I had adopted the homosexual culture. I had adopted the transgender culture. I had to learn how to look at myself in the mirror and say that I am beautiful and say that I am I am God's child to acknowledge my femininity you know because it was really hard I remember praying to God that I am not woman enough to be among other women I cannot do that so teach me I am not woman enough to be someone's wife or someone's girlfriend to begin with I am not woman enough to do to dress myself, you know. I had to pray my way through all of these things. Because if I did not, nobody was going to help me. It, being with other girls was so hard. I still struggle with 
you know female friendships to this day but oh god's grace <laughs> god's grace has been sufficient in in all of it so i had to really sit myself down and acknowledge that jesus is the lord of this life because i don't know where i'd be had it not been of that really i had to humble myself like i said humility is what i needed control i had to let go of control i had to let go of the need to be validated by men like people you know i had to forgive to learn to forgive my father i had to learn to forgive that guy that guy i had to learn to forgive so many people i'm still learning that even now i'm still learning to see people as god sees them i'm still learning it's been a long journey and eventually probably a year after actually it wasn't even a year after i had let go and broken up with that girl and turned my life around or rather allowed god to turn my life around i entered a pageant <laughs> a beauty pageant and i knew the point of entering it was not to win but it was to prove to myself that i am woman enough you know and god had sent me for a completely different assignment that pageant because i realized later that god i know why i was there it wasn't to show the world that i'm pretty or whatever it wasn't to show the world that i can speak or i can build a campaign or do anything it was for me to introduce christ to some of the girls that were competing there and i'm so grateful that i did i am so so grateful that i did and i got to meet people you know that were so desperate for the love of god and i'm so grateful that god used me for that it gave me so much more though it gave me so much more than just you know that opportunity it gave me it's like god was reintroducing me to myself you know i i got to do things that i've always wanted to do but didn't want to do because i felt inadequate you know i felt like they were not for me they were for some people not for me so i had to learn so much i learned so much through this journey and since then i have been seeking and following god and dying to self because even after i came back to christ i still struggled with sexual sin i still struggled with unforgiveness i still struggled but god oh god is so great 
God just did his work in me. God did his work in me. I started serving in church. I started, you know, being fearless, you know. I started having this boldness to do the things of God. I started having this boldness to speak up for myself, to speak up for others. And I am, oh my Lord, I, I don't know how many times I've said this, but I am so grateful that God, even this platform, this podcast, I know it is part of that. It is part of God taking me to the world, taking me to do things that he has you know, predestined for me. is part of God's you know way of of really just doing his will in me you know since I surrendered and gave him my all I know that all these things that I went through they were for my good you know, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. I know that I did and I went through these things, not because of my own strength, but because of the one who strengthens and empowers me. Because of the one who gives me strength, you know, to conquer every difficulty, to conquer every challenge. I'm so grateful and that's why I'm saying Philippians 4.13 has been my pillar since I came to Christians the first time that girl that 16 year old girl who was reading Love of the Father by Victorious Masoha that girl it's that girl <laughs> it, it is for that girl that girl can do all things which God has called her to do because he strengthens he strengthens and empowers her so I know that those moments were refining me for the now were refining me for the future were refining me for whatever it is that God has in store for me I remember when I shared my testimony on TikTok the response i'm like wow god people need you out here people really need god they yearn for the love of god especially the the homosexual testimony oh my word people were like how do you do it that's when i started introducing the gospel that is how that is why i am so passionate about this because i know what it's like to be stuck in sin yet this sin doesn't feel like sin because it's so nice and so sweet and so comfortable yet it's killing you i know what that's like i know exactly what that is like and i know that i didn't go through it just to go through it i went through it to tell others that there's hope you know there is hope in the name of jesus there is hope 
when you choose to let go of self and you choose to let go of you know your own pledges when you choose to do what god wants you to do there is so much hope sin cannot hold us sin cannot do that to the children of god it tried doing that to me you know the enemy tried planting so much he tried planting he planted so many seeds and i see that now that the sexual abuse it was to plant a seed to stop me from pursuing god the sexual sin was to condemn me so i don't feel like i'm good enough to pursue a relationship with jesus the self-harm it was for me it was planting a seed you know the spirit of death that's what i was planting but god said no <laughs> not with my child not with this one never so i think i'm gonna end it here um if you are listening and you want to talk more about this please don't hesitate to inbox me on instagram at refined talk podcast and you can also slide in my personal dms on instagram it's at naliri mujare yeah that's that or my tiktok at naliri mujare underscore so don't hesitate to text to reach out i'm always happy to talk to people i'm always happy to just talk you know it's, it excites me really so this is me refined a new era of me <laughs> this is my testimony i hope you enjoyed this episode and it did what it came to do in your life this was hard but thank you for listening until next time stay blessed and happy birthday to me i mean i'm a grown up now <laughs> okay see you next week